<laughs> this is Freddie Up Pocket Conversations with you, Hope Nation. This is episode 18. Uh-oh. We getting up there in them numbers. I'm going to stop counting at the 20. Okay. But anyway, we got a special guest in the building. <laughs> we got Lenore <laughs> LJ, old school Harlem, Polo Brown. Yeah, she's like that. That's Lenora. Nora. Yay. <laughs> and then we have me fixing this. We have AR for Press, my angry production manager. <laughs> for no reason. And then we have Tam Tips, Tracy with the nine. Westside, Cali up in there. <laughs> and then we have Mama Pocket. <laughs> you gonna say something? <laughs> <laughs> that's you, not me. <laughs> oh, hello. Right, that's, that's Chuck Berry today. Shit, <laughs> 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 I'm rock and roll. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you why. I'm telling y'all this. Because she's upset because she took her, her license picture and she was looking like Elvis Presley. So I tried to fix it. But she'd be touching it all up in here. Like, you know, old people always like to do the bouffant. And that's what she did. Anyway, so they go mom pocket. She's having one of those helmet days. We all have them, so it's okay. Oh, man, I'm that was funny. You were, we were just talking about her. Before. And we have Around the Way with May. And she's going to talk about something today. She got Met Gala fashion three picks. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be a short podcast. I have absolutely really nothing to talk about. I always have something to talk about, but I didn't prepare. Um, so I want to. You have been tempted? She don't got it. But we'll give her some time to formulate her tip. You want you do now? No, we'll wait. Okay. We'll save the best for last. In the middle. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I want to know if you know how dogs die. Anybody know how dogs like to die? I know it sounds random as hell, but it's not. Trust Is that me. How they like to die? Yeah. They don't nobody likes to die. But when dogs okay. Oh, preferred. I mean yeah. like their preference. No. Oh, okay. No, I thought no. you had the answer. <laughs> anyway. No. Lashard, you don't know? Yeah. Ace Ventura pet detective. Like <laughs> I, I, I never faced that question in the animal world. How they like to die like Well, I, not like to die. You're taking it too literally. Like okay, anyway. Dogs will go off on their own when they know they're sick and dying. So, if they live in a house with you, a lot of times they'll leave the house and escape or whatever so they can go off and die. So, when you have something, some animal going out to green pastures or whatever, dogs like literally do that. So, the reason why, no one saw Marley? No, but it makes sense though because lions do the same thing. Oh, well, damn, so you should have thought about that. Yeah, I, I didn't register. Okay, well. People do that too. People do do that. They, you'll sit around all day waiting for them to die. As soon as everybody leaves, they die. Right? It happens yeah. all the time. My grandmother did, right? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> now I'm going to have a twist on it. So, when people, I don't know if you have experienced this. Like, you co- you real cool with somebody, or so you think, and then all of a sudden they get ghosts on you. Not saying that they're going to die, but a lot of times they're doing some real 
underhanded stuff or shady, shady things or whatever. And they don't want to mm-hmm. be around you because mm. they know they're going to hurt you. <laughs> so they kind of distance themselves. And that's why I think dogs do it because they know you love them and that you want them to live and everything. But they kind of say, you know, let me go. Let me go. So when people are doing that, you got to let them go. Let them go out into the pasture. If they if they come back, if you want them back, you take them back. But if you don't want them back, let them go. Because I experience that often. Like people will just automatically get like, where'd you go? Like we talking every day or whatever. Had a lot of communication, and then the truth comes out. Usually on social media, what they've been doing since they ain't been with you. And it's, that's okay. It's usually something underhanded. So I was thinking about that. I always think about things like that. Like. What do people do? So, what times in your life have you had, like, friends or family, like, kind of just get ghost on you, and you're trying to figure out what they're doing, or you kind of thinking it may be something that you did? It's nothing that you did. It's how they have... Even though they're doing something messed up to you, they have a respect for you because they don't want to do the messed up thing in your face. And I got to respect them for doing that. So, just go on, do what you need to do. And if I feel like taking you back, I'll take you back. If not, then oh well. That makes sense, Mom? Hmm. A lot of sense. Has that happened in your life before? Uh, yeah, I would say with my marriage. Oh come on! <laughs> Everything bad happened in the marriage. My poor father. That's why he can't get his life together because. <laughs> Man. Man, I'm Man, y'all better stop. How they showed y'all in the color purple when this. Seely did that. That's a real thing. Now, my mother didn't do that. And I'm sure your mother didn't do that. But they put that hex on you. So you better do right by these women. Because this right here, ain't nothing good going to come to you till you do right by me. It's real. Because my daddy can't get it together. I really want him to get it together. But this woman won't let it go. You got to let it go. I let it go. You know, old voodoo people will tell you, you know, get you some cemetery dirt and bury it. Bury it. Bury it. <laughs> Got to bury it so he can get his life together. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Because you're holding on to a lot of animosity. And I was talking to somebody earlier, and they were saying the same thing about their mom. Like, they, the mother just can't get it right, and it happened, like, back in the 60s. But she's still very angry. And women do hold on to that stuff. And what it does to us, it kind of destroys us, you know? You got to let it go, you know? And this one will say, I act like a man. I think like a man or whatever. But I really do think you just got to let it go because you want to stay pretty, right? You want to stay vibrant and everything. You got to let stuff go because that stuff starts eating you away. Even though you think you're hurting the other person, a lot of times you're hurting you. That's like the poison, right? That's true. You know, you're drinking your own poison. So just got to let it go. That's what, you know, I want to talk about in terms of that. Um, Birthday depression. Who knows that that's a real thing? Well, for many, many years, around around like a week before my birthday, without me even knowing it, I would get so depressed. And I couldn't figure it out. And it's funny because my son, Moose, the baby... Um, he would cry as soon as someone sang happy birthday, like bust out in tears, like somebody was killing him. Right. So he hated the birthday, but he was able to show that he hated the birthday. I love the, I love my birthday, but I just never felt like anybody did my birthday any justice. Like I was always looking for like this big, big surprise party that never happened. I'm 43. You know, like this big, and they, people give these long speeches about how great I am and all this stuff, and I just I didn't get it yet. But you know, it's cool. I'm okay with it now. Back I think then, that's I wasn't. A hint. 
Uh-uh, right. No, no, no. <laughs> I think that's the hint. <laughs> no, back then I wasn't. I was, I, I was mad. But now, where I'm going with it is, <laughs> now that I'm like, like really like into my spirituality, I think I've come in and I'm growing every day. I'm not nowhere near ready or, you know, have reached my, my upper echelon. No, not yet. But I think that you start to value every day, not just the birthday. Because every day you hear about people dying, you hear about people getting sick, and I've been sick, and you know, like experiencing things that I didn't think I would go through. And I'm just grateful. She's hot right now. See this like nice tracksuit she got on. <laughs> she looking cute. Her husband is blown up. <laughs> hey, Jamal. <laughs> he want to get up off the street. But yeah. So. So, I've learned that my birthday is nice because it just marks the year that, in the day and the time that my mom sacrificed her life to bring me into this world. Because at the end of the day, it's really her birthday too. Your mom's birthday, whether she's in your life, whether she's a good mom, a bad mom, whatever you feel about your mother. Someone sacrificed their life to bring you into life. You really got to always remember that. No one has to make it out of childbirth. That is the most dangerous thing that anyone could do is to have a child. And carrying another human inside your body for nine months, as Tracy experienced, is painful. She had a very painful pregnancy with Tay-Tay. It was, it was not fun. She wasn't, you know, <laughs> she didn't like it at all. She wasn't having photo shoots and glammed up. Nah, she was in a lot of pain. So I just want to let you know that celebrate yourself every day so by the time your birthday get here it's like man i made it so that's how i be feeling like man i can't believe i made another year i sometimes i can't i wake up in the morning i'd be like i woke up because you don't have to wake up and the first thing i say out my mouth is thank you everyone i told you that before on here and i really mean that that's a real practice that i do because you you got to be grateful so i guess me coming into all of that knowledge that wisdom that elder wisdom that i've always been seeking i don't have the birthday blues you know at all anymore and i'm so happy that's lifted off of my spirit because it was a very terrible thing and i and i made everybody around me miserable especially the day of my birthday because i don't care what they did ticker tape parade this and that this rub their little money together to do nice things for me and i was just so sad so sorry for putting y'all through that but i just had to grow you know so now they be, you know, all on edge trying to do stuff. And I'm like, it's okay. It's just another day. But I'm def- definitely grateful for the day. How do you feel about your birthday? The same. I still want the ticket tape parade. <laughs> I still feel the same. She's I still, want it to look, still be still a national wrong. holiday. <laughs> and if you forget about my birthday, I'm going to forget about yours. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's a little petty, but I, no, it's I'm, honest. I'm, I'm very petty. It's I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I didn't get there yet. She's getting there. Maybe next year. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Maymay? Um, I kind of get a little sad. You do? Yeah. Why you didn't tell me that? I don't know. I be trying. Yeah. <laughs> it, don't be, it don't be that I don't have what I want. It's just like. I don't know where I'm at in life, kind of thing. Yeah, you so you so messed up right now. You in a dungeon of life. <laughs> <laughs> she it's she's like that. Yeah, she's in a great place. She's a millennial. They were very concerned about their future from moment to moment. 
Yeah. But she's getting there. She's a good girl, guys. I'm so Thank proud of you. her. She's a good, good, good girl. Good girl. And they don't make them like her anymore. <laughs> no. So you have, you know, you'll get there. I tell you that all the time. You get there. But you know, people can say some mean stuff. You know. <laughs> you know, I know because I when I went to college and graduate, so what are you going to do? What's next? What's, what you going to do with that degree? Shut up. Let me think. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But I know what I could do with it if you don't shut up. I could stick it somewhere. <laughs> That's like the dreaded question of a college graduate. Like, you almost hate to graduate because you, you know they're going to ask you, like, so what's next? I don't know. You know? Like, you just don't know. So, and that's the place she's in, the unknown. Yeah. And she's going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tracy? How do you feel about birthdays? Um, I don't know. I try to do my best to make everybody feel no, special. No, your birthday. Year. Oh, mine? <laughs> um, I mean, I like my birthday. It's not like a big... Like, I don't need it to be this big, humongous thing because I've been fortunate enough to have people who tell me great things all year. I told things. y'all, the West Side people don't ever go through nothing. <laughs> no, 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 I should have grew up on the West Coast. Right. <laughs> I just have a different, I guess, perspective on a lot of things than most people. So, I've been fortunate to have um, immediate people in my life who tell me great things on a regular basis, who do things just because, and it might just be a reflection of me because that's what I do for them and it's kind of maybe reciprocated. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I ain't really always had that experience. Yeah. <laughs> in that aspect. And what about you? Oh, he complains nobody ever has money on his birthday. It's the truth though, because everybody spend money on y'all birthday. You know, May is a May is a July is crazy. No. Everybody's birthday is July. Nah, but May, but May in this family. It's only like, me and Anthony in May. Two biggest people. In the <laughs> oh, day day. Right. oh, day day. <laughs> no, July. July. Yeah. July. Nah, so I should say July is like the biggest month. But nah, also but Mother's Day. Those are like those. They don't do nothing for Mother's Day. Yeah, I get flowers. Um, <laughs> yeah, as far as my birthday, like I don't, I don't, I don't get sad. I don't think I'm gonna be getting sad. No, that's good. Yeah, I don't get sad. You know, I yeah. think I just bought myself some sneakers or something. <laughs> yeah, rubber yeah. always he helps him out. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna, you wanna revive him? Put some rubber underneath his nose. <laughs> Rub it yeah, if it's funny. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Birthday is not a. It's, it's not a thing where I. It's not a self-reflecting. It, actually, I'm lying. It has been. Yeah, I don't know um, what you talking. No, no, no I'm, I'm talking about like in terms of like me putting pressure on myself. Like, yeah. All right. I need oh, okay. To, I need to add value. I need to be different from what I was from birthday to birthday. Oh, okay. So now, awesome. now it's like that. But it, like in terms of like feeling sad or a whole bunch of people celebrating me, like nah. Like but we cool. celebrate you. No, I'm saying a whole bunch of people. Like you know, people need validation from different people and all that no, stuff. Like, right. I don't need that. Like I don't my need that. But is good enough. Like as long as I get the the the, the knowledge from right. my media family, I'm cool. I don't need the outside people to you know like people uh, you know whole social media like people not posting them. Oh no, stories, I don't need that either. Wishing them happy birthday and stuff like well, that. No or, one ever posts people me. Looking so I don't care. Certain, you know, <laughs> Oh, you can? Oh, there we go. You can, right? You can? What? You can? No, you do. You do. You do. You do. But, I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like a, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's regular. How do you feel about your birthday? 
Um, I'm cool with my birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. She's had the biggest party. Yeah, that was a big party. That's oh. why she had a band. She had the ticket tape parade. Mm-hmm. She almost got us kicked out of the community. Like. <laughs> now, that was a really nice party. I'm very proud of that party. That party is awesome. Well, so, and she got the 65. speech. She got the speech. I'm looking for mothers out there. Aren't you looking for that speech from your kid? Have you, like, you stand on the podium and then they're, like, giving, like, this great speech about how they wouldn't be nowhere if it wasn't for you? Well, I'll let you know when I get it. Janelle. Oh, okay. She, yeah. She's going to be on the podium. You're okay. going to get it. But you look, you, don't you want that speech? Yes. Oh, okay, I thought okay. I was the only one. You want, do you want that speech? No, you don't need it. West Coast people don't need stuff like that. I do. I need the speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was only one, though. I think it will change with time. Yeah, I think like, it will. Yeah. I think it will. I was give it like 10 more years. No. I don't know. High school. That's when yeah. I, I noticed I wanted the speech. You know, actually, because I watched like the NBA. You watch the, you know, the kids from college and they go to the NBA and you watch them grow. And I, I used to always tell Moose, I want a speech like that. <laughs> you know, when LeBron, James said, man, what did he say that I like so much? I don't know. I don't know where would I be or something like that. It was like one of those tearjerkers. I said, that's what I want. <laughs> so, KD speech. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, what did he say? That's the real MVP. Yes, you are the real MVP. Yeah, that's the speech. You know how someone. Yeah, I was like, I have mom brain. Shut up. (laughs) But yeah, Kevin Durant gave the best mother speech because yeah, LeBron James curses at his mother. He told her to sit her ass down one time. I said, wow. (laughs) She sat down. (laughs) That money will make you sit down. That's the part I don't think I could take, but the nice speech, I could take that all day long. Maybe he was just joking. No, he was Uh, serious. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that time, Rashad, right? No, I don't, but I I can imagine why he told her to sit down. Oh, wow, because she was being a thought? Yes. But that's not why he told her at the time. But it built up. It built up, yeah. yeah. That's why he told her to sit down. Uh, Listen, she's a young mother. Right. She's a young sister. She, she look good. She continued that way. That's why you gotta sit down. Sit down, man. She know what to do with that. So she has some money. She's around them young boys. And, you know, she just went to, you know, show a little something. All the years of sacrificing. She was wild. She was wild. You know, her, um, Alan Iverson, mother, her, she was wilding out too. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> So we were talking about love earlier, and it got me to thinking because it's a conversation. Anthony, do you want to come here? He's hiding from the podcast. He's always hiding. And we're talking about love and the theory that love and hate come from the same pole because we are all bipolar, right? We all have, you know, two sides, but everything comes from one place. So if you accept that love, comes from hate and vice versa how do you deal with that when it shows up in your relationships are you in it is he in it this way is it still running no it's running I hope so no I don't think oh no he has to get in you don't want to be in (laughs) why we want you always want to talk no (laughs) what are you whispering for <laughs> Why you don't want to be in the podcast? You want to listen? Is he in it? You want to be You didn't even know he could whisper. Right? Oh my god! I heard that. Oh man! He just wants to be the voice from Man on Fire. 
So you sit right there. So, Mom, I'm going to ask you because you are the oldest person at the table. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask you to go a little easy on people, mainly men. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give a young married couple with the knowledge and the wisdom that you have now? Knowing that all kind of things are going to happen in your marriage. Because they, they say, like, as soon as you get married, you're going to see a wilderness experience, right? Like, the floodgates of hell open up. So, knowing that, what advice would you give people? Because it's about to be June. People are about to go start getting married and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone? A couple. Uh, if you really love one another, I think you should have conversation and respect. Mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way. You love a person, you give them respect. And do unto others as you have them do unto you. So you don't want negative done to you, then you don't do it to your partner. Okay. And that should come with love. Okay. Love should, you shouldn't have to learn how to do it. It should just come with loving someone and caring about somebody. Oh, that was nice. Mm-hmm. I, that was very nice and calm. <laughs> what you holding back? <laughs> With advice, I wish yeah. someone would have given me that kind of really? advice. Yeah. What did they tell you? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me anything, and then the examples that I had around me weren't good examples. Okay. So you know, I guess I went into it angry. Okay. And get him before he get me. That's yeah. That's how I thought. That's how. That's how it starts. You. Mm-hmm. Rashad. Tracy. Y'all come from a different spectrum. Y'all come from the, you know, dating, living together, child, whatever. Operating, functioning, like married. But so what advice? How do you, how are y'all able to do that? Um, I know it's a work in progress every day. But (laughs) that's you know. Well, definitely communication. Um, We have a lot of conversations. Not as many anymore, because now we're, we've developed our groove. Um, but before, like in the beginning, when we first moved in together, there was a lot of conversation. And you, Michelle? No, I agree. Communication. Um, for me, it was definitely communicating. Like, mm-hmm. I felt sometimes I would take certain things and it'll trigger, it'll automatically trigger anger. Mm-hmm. And me not wanting to talk about it, because I felt like... It was something that you should already know, or right. you know, or you already expect we've been together this long, like, like you know. But the mind reader type, right? Situation. So, so, and 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 I had to slowly realize that that wasn't realistic. That mm-hmm. was an unrealistic expectation. Yes, it's true. I know you're um, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That that was an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Definitely an adjustment mm-hmm. because I've never right. left left the nest. Yeah, um, we still haven't left left. Yeah, I haven't left left. I would like, but, I would like for you to. Uh, <laughs> I get a lot of money for your room. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> I have income property to get used to because I went from living completely alone and doing things how I wanted to without having to consider anybody else in my space to now everything being shared, every area being shared. That was an adjustment. Y'all came from the same kind of mindset. Because yeah. he right. definitely operate like that. 
<laughs> he never operated like he came thought, from a communal place. Right. <laughs> I always thought that was so weird about him because he can be very selfish. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very selfish. I don't know where he learned that at because we share guess, everything. But I guess maybe it's because he's the baby. Yeah. I'm a middle child, so there's no such thing as mine. <laughs> There's no such thing as mine. So being a middle child and then being a baby is completely different. And I will say, not to get on mommies too much, but a lot of mommies raise their daughters and baby their sons. Hmm. Women are told you need to be independent. You need to do this. You need to do that. You got to be able to take care of yourself. You can't depend on no man. We got a whole list. Go in there and wash the dishes. Go clean the bathroom. Make sure you cook. You got to cook when you step. And I don't care if you can't reach the stove. Push your chair up. She has something to say. (laughs) And then, why you didn't help your brother? Why you didn't do this for your brother? Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you? Why did it? It's a very common thing. Well, yeah, because... What? I defend. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What? I, I, complete opposite of that. I cook. Well, now. No, I've been cooking. He's been cooking box stuff his whole life. Yeah, I've been cooking. He's been cooking like he lived in college his whole life. I might have upgraded, but I've been cooking Uh my own meals for a while. Like, you know, so like, yeah, I don't, I understand what she's saying, um, but. There wasn't a whole lot of babying going on in our house. Nah. So, mm, you know, support. We always had a roof over our head, but there was no babying going on because there was no, like, the adults had checked out for a little while. So, it was <laughs> right. like Lord of the Flies in our house. So, you had better learn how to do cooking and cleaning because you wasn't going to make it. <laughs> and Reynolds Allen was real scary and spooky for a little while. So, to that, to his defense, he, you know, he did help a lot. Me helping raising other people, kids and stuff like that. So that's why he's so good with children, because I always was raising somebody's kid. So he's just—I don't know—he's just a different kind of animal. I don't know where he come from because he's—he's he's nice person, but Rashad is very. But he's been saying "I love me" since that was his yep. first sentence. <laughs> I love me, and we was like, "No, I love you." No, I love me, and I'm like, "Wow!" So he really grew into that, you know. So he. Well, shit, I should have took a page out of your book. Yeah, <laughs> he has always loved himself. It's, it's never not a time where he didn't love himself. That's for sure. So yeah, so he's just selfish. <laughs> but I see another side of him now that he's a father. He, you know, he's different. He does stuff that I would never thought he would do. So, um, thank you, Taylor. <laughs> I still, he still gives me a hard time, but anyway. May May, I'm getting to you, Nora. Not a thing. You nine years in a relationship. How did you make it work from high school sweethearts to 20 something living together? Like, how, how, do you, how do you make that work? I don't know. You just have fun. Yeah. Yeah, just like live like young. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. They smoke weed all day long. Right. They don't though. They really do. Y'all just don't know yet. She don't smoke a damn no. thing. Oh, here he comes. I can hear him coming up the driveway. Yep. Oh my god, that's him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, they have a really cute, good, fun relationship. The one thing I want to say is, it's all in the way you raise these kids. Yeah. Um, they were fortunate that they come from two parent households. 
And they were kind of guarded and shielded from a lot of stuff. And they met each other at the right time. She wasn't all jacked up and he wasn't all jacked up in the streets and different friends and, you know, different people. They met, they had the innocent love and they grew with each other. And that's important. And, um, you know, I love to see their little love. It's so cute because it's so <laughs> innocent. Even though I know they're not doing all innocent things all the time. You know. <clears throat> <laughs> They have a very no. pure love, and I pray that I'm here long, long to witness the whole evolution of it because I, I love what I see, Thank and she, I couldn't ask for a better daughter. Well, she's a special child. I love her. Yeah, yeah she's, whatever. She's Only thing is, when she hungry, she get crazy. <laughs> you don't want to be around her when she hangry. But other than that, she's a good girl. Nora. Oh boy. No, no. Well, I mean, we gonna do. Listen. You gotta give us some direction. Yeah, I am. Like I did. Room. <laughs> <laughs> How? Well, let me see. Let me let me phrase this right. You have overcome a lot of stuff, and she's very open and honest about her relationship and stuff like that. Moving forward in this next chapter. How do you intend to move forward? What would you say? You know what? What would you say is important? You're talking to you talking to two couples. They sitting in front of you right now. What are what are the main things that's important to you? Knowing what you know now, what's important to a relationship? Honesty. Yeah. Communication. You definitely have to know the person. <laughs> yeah. You really have to know the person mm-hmm. because everything isn't what it seems. Hallelujah. So you really have to know the person. And again, <laughs> honesty. <laughs> do research. <clears throat> because, Girl, you know, listen. because you know, once you do family research, 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 you know, pretty much know what and you're getting yourself into. Thing. Yeah. You didn't know. The family, you could do without. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not all families. <laughs> no. You really could do without the family. Okay? You don't really need to I wasn't to be going with the there. Um, I was saying in terms of when you know where people come from. Oh, uh, okay. That's important, right? You just saying that, right? Yeah. <laughs> My mother no. used to say you should have a get a resume. You got yeah. You gotta know what you're getting involved in, right? Because when you meet somebody's family, it's a good representation, a good slice of information of what you're dealing with. So if you chose after you found out what you found out, then you know what you're getting yourself into. Now more power to you because you ain't gonna change anybody. That this is mine. This is just my thing. I you know. Andre's a really good guy. He didn't know what he was getting into when he met me. <laughs> See, that's the thing. And then he did because he was around for all of the crazy times. And when I was saying the crazy Reynolds Allen or whatever, it was crazy. He was there for a lot of it. So he knew, the, you know, what I was coming from and what I was dealing with. And he he stayed, you know. And I always told him he, he could have left, you know. I'm be honest because I was a mess. So... Him staying and putting up and me, you know, we had a little things. So and my whole thing is money. You know, I, I'm real easy going until the money gets all messed up. So, he's the type of person that it's going to come. We're going to get money. He's not worried about money. I'm always worried about money. So, I had to, you know, we had to get on board with that. But other than that, I really haven't had any real big issues with him other than that. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> Uh, huh? Friday blues. Yeah, Friday. <laughs> well, Biggie said birthdays was the worst day. On Friday's was the worst, worst day. 
<laughs> Chrysler Financial is calling. <laughs> this one was cable was getting cut off. All types. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? And you know, I, I said um, in that next phase of life, and I chose around like 2008. I made a lot of changes. So by the time we moved here in 2010, I said I'm not bringing a lot of the baggage, a lot of the arguing and fussing that we was doing over finances and so forth into this new house. So we moved here in 2010. So I had to change the way I was speaking because I would say some very hurtful things. That's one thing. My mouth was a little crazy. And I would say mean things, which he brings up now, you know. And what I would say to a couple going into it, don't say those things. Don't name call. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't hit below the belt. If you know somebody has a sore spot, don't go there. You know, Ooh. because I grew up where <laughs> me and my cousins, we laugh about it. But our moms would tell our fathers, like, and hey, y'all dead mammy. Like, and I used to be like, I knew as a kid, like, we don't talk about somebody's dead mammy. I didn't even know my grandmother, but I knew for my dad that was an area of, you know, a lot of trauma so but that's how mad he made her when she felt like she had to say stuff like that to get an emotion out of him and i get that because sometimes the person ain't crying or they ain't showing the emotion and you want them to do something so they can feel like how you feel but in doing that you're just creating a bigger issue because in in all relationships you want to have above all things respect you don't want to be out in the street and you say something crazy to him or, you know, she say something crazy to you and your friends be looking at her. That's how y'all talk to each other. Like, what's going on in y'all house? So, you always want to carry your relationship with respect. And if it's something that's going on in the house, then you make sure you address it in the house. But don't ever bring that outside if you can. You know, if you have your friends and we, we all, like... What you want? What's the word? Want? Counselors to each other. That's different when we having that space with. But outsiders should should know your business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They shouldn't. You shouldn't be talking crazy to your partner in front of nobody. So I had learned that. I didn't really do that outside, but in the house, I would say some mean stuff. So I learned to just stop doing that. So I don't do that. And if he doesn't, you know, do something I don't. If he does something I don't like, I try to find a way to to be very respectful. So I've learned to be very respectful. In these 29 years, the one thing I had to learn was respect. So, I've been very respectful. And he's always been respectful. He's never called me a bitch. He, and I've called him some crazy things. He's never said anything crazy to me. And he always says, like, why are you talking to me like that? I've never talked to you like that before. I don't yell at you. I don't curse at you. And he doesn't. And so, I had to learn to stop doing that. But I grew up fighting and fussing with my brother. And seeing my mother and father fighting and fussing, I thought that was normal. Like she just said, you go into this, I'm going to get you before you get me. And you do that, and the person ain't even out to get you. But you'll turn somebody into somebody who's out to get you if you keep talking to them like that. So I learned that. So that's what I would say. And that's why I like their relationship, because it's so innocent. They're not... Tainted. Yeah, they're not Mm -hmm. saying these crazy things to each other. And and I, I, I like that. So we have Anthony over here to the side. What is... He was in a long relationship. What, 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 if not, if you could change anything, but what would you say? What would be your advice? We have to wait. <laughs> he has so much to say, <laughs> and they can't even see you. But go ahead. Uh, just basically, uh, stay in your house. Mm. Don't start uh, dibbling outside, because when you start dibbling outside. Oh. You create all kind of problems and bring all kind of negativity to your house. That's a good one. 
That's right. And once the uh, once the trust is gone, that's it. The relationship, that's a good is, one. the relationship get flipped. But you can't get it back, though. You can't get it back. I think so. Tom, no, no, you think? You, no, no. I'm just because they can see her face and they can't see yours. But I was okay. You can't get it back. Mm-hmm. But at any time, yeah. It can flare back up. You, you go to the movies and see a movie that reminds them of what took place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back into the argument again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can be 20 years over. So, once you go outside, the house is messed up. Stay at home. That's a, that's, that's a good one. That's man. a good one. And that's from an OG. Play, 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 play. Stay your ass in the a house. Second to break the trust and a lifetime to build it back that's up. That's right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dr. Norman. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta teach them. I like that. And this was like a this is an impromptu episode. She was over here. She, she surprised me. <laughs> I got surprises today. People was thinking about me. You know what it is? I'm a spring baby. Whenever the, the flowers come out, they love me again. I love you. <laughs> we love you all. The I time. know that, but no, I really feel appreciated in the spring because people always call me like asking about you. Said it's springtime, it's your time. You know, I'm like ah, that's cool. So that's why Nora's here. So and that's why I put her on the podcast. She well, I call home. you all the time, so it's only right that I pop up. Yes, that's this is true. <laughs> and we live like two minutes, literally, like maybe like eight minutes away from each other. Isn't that crazy how you can move close to somebody and never see them? It's happening a lot. Like, the further you live from somebody, you see them more often, the closer you... We just take things for granted, right? We just always think things are going to be there, you know? And getting older, you realize that doesn't have to be the case. So, I appreciate the pop-up visits. I had somebody tell me, I don't like nobody popping up visiting me. I'm moving far away. I was like, shit, budget. I like people popping up and visiting me because you're going to get old, your kids are going to move away, and you're going to be sitting up in your little lonely house and nobody's going to see you and pop up on you because they ain't been doing it. So if you create these things, right, these traditions where people just pop up on you and stuff like that, you can always expect a pop-up. That's why I love kids because they always have company and stuff and your house is always alive and stuff. Adults make everything so dead and boring. <laughs> you know, your parents say you can't have company. What do you want to just sit here and look at each other like company is fun as long as they can go home like extended company can get a little but like i like company <laughs> you know i like people i like to see other people i don't just want to look at you like and you mad all the time sorry my- <laughs> right <laughs> ain't nothing like living in a depressed house People, make your house as lively as possible. Put up colors. Always have burn some sage. Keep your house as alive as possible because that'll make you feel better. I saw a psychiatrist today and one of the things that she asked me, she's asking me about my hair. Don't ask why I was at the psychiatrist. You know, they make you do crazy stuff. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's so colorful. I say, yeah, colors keep me happy. And she's like, yeah, I tell my patients that all the time. You know, and that's just something I do. You go to a kid's school, it's colors all over the place because it's important. And we lose that. When I go to Suge Knight's house over here, <laughs> that's why she's looking at me. I knew it. I knew it. This is Suge Knight right here. Everything, she draws the curtains. The sun can be shining. It's bright. She blocks it out. I'm like, open up these windows. Open it up. That's why she be, she because this is a little uh, pistol right here. That's why she already won't go. She's sitting in the dark thinking about some crazy shit. <laughs> open up the damn blinds. <laughs> so that would always that's that's also 
something I would tell couples. Make your house nice and lively. The house is nice, but she just likes it dark. She got colors, but she likes it dark. But anyway, make your house <laughs> nice and lively. You know, be, play around with color. Don't be afraid to do that. You know, but um, Tam Tips. Oh. Tam? <laughs> it's time to get your business straight. Tam got a tip. Well, this one is pretty light, but I think it's important. Let's go. Um, I know a lot of people are applying and applying and applying, and you just don't understand, and it's get, it gets depressing for a lot of people. It gets really hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Stay encouraged. Do not give up. Do not feel like it's you. It's just the way the market is set up now. It really, really is. Once they started doing everything online, that took away first impressions off the rip. You cannot just walk into a place, shake a hand, leave with the job, and do your application on the first day anymore. So it's just everything is oversaturated online. Don't get discouraged. Just keep applying. Keep doing things outside of the box to get noticed and things like that. But don't allow it to eat away at you. If you need to take a break from applying, Mm -hmm. take a break. If you're applying every single day, chances are by day three, you're seeing the same jobs that you just scrolled past two days ago. It's okay to take a break. Yes, you need money. Yes, you need a job. Yes, you need all these things. You got all these things on your mind. But if you lose your mind, what you going to get then? So if you need to take a break, take a break. Just stay encouraged. Do what you have to do to stay encouraged. And don't be around nobody who's negative. Because I know some people don't have the best support system. So if you have somebody who's telling you, oh, it can't be that hard to get a job. You ain't trying hard enough. That's not the person you need to talk to. Don't talk to them about anything pertaining to getting work, looking, or any of that. Because all it's going to do is drive you. That's like kicking somebody while they're down. So stay encouraged. Keep doing what you're doing. If you need to take a break, take a break. Did you hear Joe Olstein right now? <laughs> Stay encouraged. <laughs> Stay encouraged, my friend. <clears throat> yeah, jobs are hard to come by. You know, it ain't, but it is. Because there's some jobs out there, but you just probably going to have to be willing to take something that you think is beneath you at, right. for the time being. It's better than sitting at home waiting for somebody to email you back, right? You know, sometimes you got to do that. You got to take one for the team. So there's, because I'm always out and I'm always seeing jobs, but a lot of people don't want those jobs, but you got to start somewhere, you know, especially, um, it's funny that you said that my cousin has been, you know, I think he's looking for work. I'm not even really sure, but if you are a felon (laughs) and you're looking for a job, I direct everybody to the Fortune Society in New York. I don't know what you have all over the country because people from all over the country are listening. But there are societies, I mean, um, companies in within every city that are helping inmates um, do re-entry. So find those re-entry programs in your communities. There are jobs out there. It may not be the one you want and it may not be the one paying you the most money. But it beats sitting home being depressed and angry because you got no money coming in and that'll make you do something stupid and even if you ain't from jail even a regular person could think about some crazy things they could do for some money you know and don't do that to how she said stay encouraged okay you know watch <laughs> some positive new. some people don't have any direction you might not have a clue of what you want to do but if you start somewhere it mm-hmm. might tap into something like that's oh right. that's my thing right there yeah 
something like that may happen. Like, I knew after working in retail for a few years that I wanted a job where when I was off, everybody was off, so nobody was hitting my phone asking me if I can come in. I knew that. So after a certain point, that was the only thing I would apply to. Monday through Friday, if I'm off, I'm off. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't tell me to find coverage or none of those other things. That well, was a thing for me. Look, for all my other people, she hasn't worked for non-for-profit. <laughs> They have no chill. <laughs> They'll call you at your funeral like, yo, did you do the, did you do the adjustment report? <laughs> the judge needs it now. <laughs> yeah, so. You got to find what works for you. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's tough. But do it. I never thought I was going to be working in jail for eight years. I had no idea. I know I want to help kids. Like she said, you find something you do and you use your talents for that. And I, you know, she worked in jail. I worked in jail. I had no idea. You know, she works for kids now. So her experience working in the jail with the kids was only prepping her for her experience of being a daycare provider, which is many needs daycare in Harlem. Okay? All vouchers are accepted. That's right. There you go. That's how you plug yourself. <laughs> Google her. <laughs> so, yeah. So you just never know what you're going to be doing, you guys. So just stay encouraged. Some is coming. A lot of people going to be getting fired because a lot of people want to go on vacation. And they ain't going to take no for answer. So there's going to be openings. You can tell. Tell. A lot of times people think that that's a dead end, but it's really not. You might do so well at whatever that, that employer might say, yep. hey, we want to offer you a regular full-time position or whatever it is that you're okay with doing. So do some temp. And then if you don't have no direction, that's another way to just bounce around and find what you want to do to see what you like. and you could be working at some really fabulous places because my you friend can. she's been working for all type of fashion houses sure you know can. as executive assistants mm-hmm. you may find yourself in some really cool spots working mm-hmm. town so do that and now we're going to end it on a light note <laughs> the met gala she thought she was getting away um, um who did i like i liked um Naomi Campbell. Yeah, she looked cute. She looked nice. Um, she had on the pink cat suit with like a pink flower, you know, um, what you call these curtains hanging down. <laughs> <laughs> it looked really nice. Um, you're not going to like this one, but Kylie Jenner looked nice, like the purple. She stole that from Little Kim. Okay, <laughs> anyway, next. <laughs> Who remembers the Little Kim look? The lavender, purple hair, uh-huh. when Diana Ross grabbed the titty. Remember that one? <laughs> that was iconic. And one more person. So oh. you just going to act like Cardi B didn't happen? She was so you going to act like she didn't have a moment? Okay, she had a moment. She had a moment? Yeah. Did y'all get how she was like a drop of blood? Because that's how the way I interpret She's, you know, supposed to be a blood. Mm-hmm. And she looked like a drop of blood, right? <laughs> that was pretty cool. By the way, I'm going to get my nails done by Jenny, her, her nail tech on Saturday. That should be awesome. So, Jenny, do my nails like Cardi, okay? Nice and junky. <laughs> okay. Yes, nails on 7th. Nice little plug for her. Uh, <laughs> I liked... Serena, she was my favorite because she wore sneakers. I'm like the Russell Simmons of motivational speakers. I got on a skirt and sneakers. I can do without shoes. I love shoes. I buy shoes, but I'm the sneaker, long skirt kind of girl. So Serena was representing. Did you see her? Did y'all? No. That's why I saw you... Naomi. I saw Kylie, but I didn't see Cardi. You didn't see Cardi? Mm-mm. Wow. Or did you? Um, That's what you mean. 
Did you like it? On IG, yeah, I seen it. Oh, and I, I know you wasn't at the Met Gala. <laughs> no, I was. Just I saw Kim. Right? No, with oh. the wet yes, look, and I saw oh, yeah. um, what's that? Jennifer Lopez. Oh yeah, she. That was basic. That was real. That was real. Like seventies disco. Right. Who did you like, Ma? Uh, I didn't see too many of them, but, but I like Cardi you B. You like that? Yeah, I like yeah. that look. It was yeah. nice. Oh. She looked like Mac is darling. No, 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 no. <laughs> she looked like that too. But um, what movie was that? Um, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the lady who owned the Diamond Company. I can't remember her name, but she looked like she had that little headdress on, like a lady. Anyway, oh. that was, I guess, one of my nerd ones. No, Shut no, up. I, I <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I remember. She was like Eartha Kitt, but just a white one. Anyway. <laughs> Who did you like? Cardi. You like Cardi. Because she loves red, guys. <laughs> she should have been a blood before it was blood. <laughs> Hence, Sugar Knight. This girl loves red. And we all know I'm a pink girl. So, like I said, yeah, I think the one who had the biggest moment for me. I mean, Cardi had the biggest moment because she just did. But if I had to pick somebody I really, really liked, it would definitely be Serena. Um, Janelle Monet had a really yeah, interesting outfit. Her. Yeah, she. It was very interesting. A lot of people gave Alicia Keys crap about her. Somebody said she looked like a Muslim bride. She needs to stay home. <laughs> oh, no. oh. It was nice though. It was really nice and simple. You know, she's been going for the natural look. You know, and she, green. Yeah, it was very pretty Nobody fabric. Like Lady Gaga. No, <laughs> she's just foolish. She changed into three bad outfits. <laughs> she she could have just came out bra and panties and left right. it off. And then Katy Perry tried to have several moments. She was a hamburger and a piece of lettuce. And then she was a chandelier. She was just doing too much. It was too many theatrics. But other than that, um, what the hell goes on inside the Met Gala? Anybody ever thought about wanting to know what's going on in there? There was some stuff going on in there. Some dancing or whatever. But, eh. Whatever. Maybe next year we'll be there. (laughs) Then you can let us in. You never know. You never know, Shawty. You never know. In the words of Little Duval. But yeah, so everything's been pretty light and airy. I'm not going to talk about what's going on in the news. We're just going to leave it like that. And I just, again, want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all again for tuning into my IGTV stories. I've been having a lot of success um, with that. So tune into that. And please like and subscribe and share. That is such a tongue twister for me. Like subscribe and share this page we just love having fun and i just want to thank you all for joining in thank you nora yes. Yes. anytime <laughs> how did we do was it okay yes your great first, your first podcast yes how'd you, how'd you like it i liked it oh cool <laughs> <She'll be back. laughs> and like we always say i love you all nation Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>